Good afternoon, everybody, uneducated economist here. So, it is a rainy day, but then again, it's Oregon, so it rains just about every day up here. And you know what I like about the rain? Is that we are, we are always expecting it to rain. Like, it rains nine months out of the year, and if we have a sunny day, we're excited about that. It's like, wow, a nice sunny day. What are we going to do? But what we don't worry about is the rain. If it's going to rain today, like it doesn't change our plans. It doesn't, you know, make any difference in our lives if it's going to rain or not, because we are always anticipating it going to rain, that it's going to rain every day. So what I find interesting about it is, is that people will ask us, is it going to rain today or tomorrow? And like the people's response to it is like, oh, probably maybe i don't that's kind of a silly question like why 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 would that even matter you know like literally people around here don't care about whether or not it's going to rain like they don't think about whether or not today is going to be a rainy day and if that's going to change their plans like they just anticipate that it's going to rain and so when people try to predict the future when it comes to raining I just get a kick out of that one, too, because they're like, well, tomorrow or next week, it's going to be a rainy week or it's not going to be raining. And I'm like, like, that makes a difference. Like, are you really going to believe that forecast? And then even if it does or doesn't happen, how does that change your life? Because we're Oregonians. We live in the rain. We are always anticipating that it's going to rain. So predicting the future when it comes to weather doesn't really make a whole lot of sense around here because everybody just kind of anticipates that it's always going to be foul weather, right? It's just the way it is nine months out of the year. So when I saw this article talking about how the Federal Reserve's economists believe that there is a 50% chance that we are going to have a recession in 2023, and I thought to myself, that is the dumbest thing that I have ever read. Like, that is, you might as well just be saying, I really don't know. I mean, there's a 50% chance that we may or may not be having a recession in 2023. Well, no kidding. I mean, that's the dumbest statement I've ever heard. Of course, there's a 50-50 chance that there's going to be or not be one. I mean, that doesn't, like, at the end of it, and somebody says, well, you were wrong. And it was like, how could we possibly be wrong? We said that this was going to happen. We said that there was a chance that it wasn't going to take place. And we said that there was a chance that it was. I mean, that is like, that is the lamest thing that I've ever heard. And any comment or statement that tries to give any kind of, like, credit to this argument that there is a 50% chance that we're going to have a recession in 2023 will then be illogical. Like it doesn't have any law, it doesn't have any merits to it whatsoever. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I mean, you got to have a reason beyond just a 50% chance. A 51% chance would do better, right? At least you have some sort of idea that we are going to be more likely than not going into a recession. But to say that we have a 50% chance that I'm going to stand on the fence and be right or wrong, no matter what the outcome is. I mean, that doesn't, that's no, that's no economic theory that goes behind that. That is somebody saying that they don't want to take a chance on on their ideas of what they feel is coming into the future because they don't feel that the data that they have is relevant enough. That's what that comes down to. So when I say that we're headed into a recession in 2023, it feels to me like we're already in recession. I mean, I work retail sales for a living. I can tell you it is not happening on the retail side. Six months ago, I did a video saying that retail was dying on the vine. And what did we find out? Look at all the buildups taking place at Walmart and Target. These places are not doing well because of the, all the massive inventory buildup that has taken place because the overwhelming consumer demand was completely fraudulent and wasn't there. So now we're experiencing, experiencing the repercussion from that. You know, I think about these Federal Reserve guys and their 150 top economists out there and giving forward guidance to the people out there trying to give them an idea of what it is that they should be doing with their lives so that they can best protect themselves and they tell them they have a 50-50 chance? I mean, what kind of guidance is that? You know, I go off on this a little bit because I don't feel the Federal Reserve is really being fair to the people when they are trying to be so... How can I put it? Um, I don't know, like clouded in their view or in their description of the view to try and persuade the people to start making decisions that then start instigating a inflationary scenario. I mean, the forward guidance coming from the Federal Reserve is credible threats. How many people a year ago said that we would be in a hyperinflation scenario right now? Look how much is reaching their all-time highs right now. Is there anything at their all-time highs? I have yet to see where the hyperinflation scenario is kicking in. What I feel is coming is real shortages. See, before we had shortages due to a severing of the supply chain... And that severing of the supply chain is the reason why we were not getting inventory th through the system. When you have an overwhelming consumer demand and no inventory, what happens to prices? They move up. Now, it's easy to say money, printer, go burr, prices go up. But it's a whole lot harder to understand the supply chain and the cause and effects from it. The bullwhip effect from 
distributors and retailers not understanding exactly what is happening within the supply chain on whether or not they're going to be able to even get their supply, over-ordering, panic buying, allocations. All this stuff completely disrupted the supply chain to a point that it is now severely damaged and it is taking time to repair itself. I mean, I said it a while ago, once the mandates came to an end, that you would find things beginning to shift, and that's exactly what we're seeing. Look at the look at the trucking industry right now. You know, that was one of the things that I was able to call out before anybody else was, was how bad the trucking industry was going to get into, or going into, because of the brokers that were calling me. See, this is some anecdotal evidence that I have that I was listening to. See, the other guys got it, the other salesmen, the other people who I work with, but they don't know because they're not paying attention to the macroeconomics of what the information that they're getting at the time. See, I'm getting phone calls every single day, and one of those phone calls are shipping brokers. Now, during the pandemic, when there was a shortage of truckers, those guys were non-existent. I couldn't find a single trucking broker to call me for anything. Now, these trucking brokers, they're calling us three, four, five times a day. I take two calls a day at least, personally, and I know the other salesmen are taking them as well. So it's the sign of the times. Trucking is in is in shambles right now because of the overinvesting that had taken place during the pandemic and the shortage of truckers that were happening. That overinvestment, that was a malinvestment. It should never have taken place because that overwhelming consumer demand was simply not there. And that once everything equalized, that investment into the trucking was no good. And now they're starting to pay the price for it. I'm going to go back into work. Uneducated economist. You guys let me know.